and welcome back to the Talking Head podcast. We're back in sort of lockdown, so we can't actually go into the studio. So any keen-eyed viewers would realise that we're not doing this in a professional setting. Well, we try to be professional, but you know we're still being uh, locked in and at home. I'm stuck in Leeds. I'm I'm nowhere near the studio. Uh, we can't actually use the studio yet, so we're hoping. Fingers crossed we can safely use the studio um, like we were doing before, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll sort of see where we go with that. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Lewis Hill, who, by the way, right, you do need to be bigged up because you've been in five podcasts now. I think this is your fifth outing on the Talking Head podcast. I think the term used is enough. I've been enough. enough. Yeah, 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 exactly. We really are scraping yeah. at the bottom of the barrel here. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but, the bit of the but the but the reason why I've always said with the reason why we do these these uh, podcasts with Lewis, other than the fact you know that he's just um, highly uh, informative and um, educational, um, because they they are they are the best podcasts that we do. No, I'm, I'm joking. I can't say that. I can't legally say that um, because we have had some amazing guests on. But the the the, the yeah. fact is. You can't say that, Lewis. You can't say this. Right, we're a much more professional what? podcast now. Um, no, no, I said you have. You've had way Oh, you have? Oh, I thought you said, I thought you, said yeah. you haven't. All right. No, 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 I said you have. Right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not well, coming in and causing beef. No, yeah, no, I was going to say, we don't, need to be, um, we don't need to be causing any beef for the Talking Air podcast. Yeah. Not yet, not yet. Um, so... The reason, no, the reason why I get him on is because basically we don't really get much opportunity, especially with what's happened this year, to sort of really catch up in person or anything. Well, we don't catch up in person. We haven't catched up in person since we last time could, which was like, oh, must have been October, October time, yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we don't really get the opportunity to really like properly talk on, on calls really that much. I mean, we do. We just like probably just choose some time. Well, you're busy with, with work quite a bit. And then I'm busy, yeah. but I'm not really busy. I'm just like, I, so sometimes I need an excuse. And then this is a really good excuse to do it. So we get to catch really up this way. Excuse. And it's really lovely. So how are you doing, Lewis, since the last time I saw you, which was uh, for the for the podcast people, it would have been the coronavirus special, right? You were in that one. And then you it was December, obviously in October. Yeah, yeah. So so how are you? In person was October. Coronavirus special were um, December, I think. Was it December? I think it was October. I think I think it was um, October. It might have been September. Was it? I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, maybe even now. how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm very well. No, I'm good. That's that's changed my mind. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm <laughs> good. Thank you. Yeah. So how's how's uni been? Because obviously I've not asked you about that. Um, it's been all right. I mean, it's not not great for anyone, is it? Because obviously no. I do everything online. So I'm living at home. So nothing's how, really. How many changed times have you gone in to uni? Uh, not been non. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. No, I've not been on campus yet. Um, I so think I was you... meant to go this term, but not anymore because obviously it's certain courses and then I can go to campus lessons and then certain kind. Have you actually like gone uh, and met anybody on your course in person? No. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, no, no. That's mad. Been in a few like breakout rooms. Um, got put in a group, uh, like a. Like team building, you know, the standard yeah. stuff. Everyone who's done online uni will know what I mean. Yeah, just done that really. They're all cool guys, but like, just not a chance to see them. And plus, like, the restrictions obviously have been in place. So you can't be traveling around if you. No, exactly. 
responsible yeah. citizen like we all are. No, yeah. I mean, so have you actually like done much in terms of like your actual course? Like if it being online, how has that affected your course? Um, I suppose I don't really know any different because I've started the course this year. So I wasn't, I didn't know what I was, I've not done like a year, but you know, I'm not, I'm not like that. I've not already done a year. So this is my introduction to the uni course, like where I've been sat on a webcam twice a week or three times a week or whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's obviously really strange. I would obviously prefer to go in because it's quite a hands-on course. I'd say, well, half of the module is half it is just writing. But, um, so yeah, it's pretty pretty tough, but, well, especially because some of it is like uh, I don't know, don't know what the word is. No, I think it needs I mean, to be hands-on kind of thing. You can't really do it any other way. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, for a lot of practical <clears throat> courses, they they're the ones that have suffered um you know yeah. more than any other ones you, a lot of stuff you i mean you yeah you probably benefit doing it face to face better but um i think yeah, a lot yeah. of them have have sort of suffered because a lot of them have been hands on and sort of they've suffered to sort of translate that onto online because it's very difficult to translate that onto online especially when you're you're, you're using practical equipment when you can't do that at home so yeah, yeah. you know unless you can have a studio transmitted through zoom <laughs> you know um there's no other way to do it yeah um, but my, we're trying to make it my work, revision so. has been plugging in a power supply that's about it the best from the week uh whatever on thursday so um i don't actually work that much this week so like i work in retail so mm. Christmas is now over, so it's the quiet, the quiet period. So we're just taking all the Christmas decorations down at work. So that's kind of like depressing, kind of. I don't, I don't know yeah. what you call that. It's kind of because there's literally like three customers in all day, spread out throughout the like seven hour, eight hour day. It's just like oh, it's chill. You can just have a laugh with, you know, get on with everyone I work with. I think I don't know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I get on with them. Just where they get on with me. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of standard like work when it was busy it was obviously stressful but quite cold as well we're in a Santa's grotto in this weather but um How other that than work, that Santa's grotto in in Corona? it was uh i believe it was like um behind the uh, he was behind a screen and he got like a social distance picture with Santa. oh really still got a present and stuff but he oh couldn't right okay pass them it. you couldn't sit on the lap and stuff like that no it was just like behind it you could see him and like wave it and stuff you can obviously go near so so, so the best of your week mm. has been? Um, pretty tragic, but like, I've been, I sound like a proper New Year's resolutionist here and there is no shame in that. But oh. uh, I've been running for a while and then like my New Year's resolution was to go running more and like improve my time. Because I run for about, like I run about five miles on the morning. Oh, right, and right. To just get, right. And to just get quicker at that. So today I did like my best yet, I think. Do you want to disclose that, or would you rather keep that to yourself? It was no, it was 50, 50 minutes for a oh, um, right, okay. five point like three miles or something. I don't think that's too bad. How, what is a mile yeah. to a kilometer? So I'm trying to like uh, I'm thinking. I think ten k is like six point something mile, so it's not quite ten k. Right, okay, but that's still considerable. Jesus, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is just try and like work that down, and then try and do the ten k, and then work that down, and then just go from there. Can I ask you why you started running, if that's all right, and then we'll sort of... Um, well, I originally started doing it last... No, not last summer, the summer before, even, actually. Because um, my granddad has got dementia, 
and I wanted to do the Leeds 10k in support of that and just raise some money. So literally didn't know anything about running, bought some crap cheap shoes that like killed my legs and feet because they just worked. Were they the Asics ones? No, no, they're the good ones. I just bought some oh, right. I was gonna say, Nike I sale ones before, just some like uh... random shoes I just picked up. Did that. I wasn't really interested. I was just doing it because my mum was and then I kind of liked it. And then I, I did it now and again. Just kind of like, oh, I feel a bit. I feel, you know, in those days when you wake up and you feel like, oh, I need to just do something. Oh, yeah. I need to not feel as <laughs> like unexercised. I need to just get out and do something. So those were the days I just went running, but it's not like consistent. I think it needs to be like a lifestyle thing. So I'm trying to make it more of a lifestyle, like a routine, like get up and go. Yeah, no, it's because I, I mean, sort of the only reason I'm asking you this is because not only is it beneficial, but like personally, like myself, I, I try and, you know, work out as much as I can. I haven't got any of like my, my weights here. They're all at uni, so I can't do anything like yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. So I've sort of been doing like the home workout sort of stuff that you can just yeah. do with no equipment, yeah, which you can do stuff. But like, you know, again, I, I don't know why I find it limiting. So I actually at uni, I did start running again. Uh, I do want to go back into that. Um, so yeah. maybe I'm, maybe I'll try try get back into it because yeah. um, it is it is yeah. a good thing to do and it's very therapeutic. I think uh, there hasn't really been a positive this week. Um, no. Well, no, no, there probably has been. I'm I'm, I'm being dramatic, but it's because yeah. like lockdowns happened and sort of everybody's a bit down in the dumps. I think um, my, the positive of this week is that I've had um, some mail come through from Boots. Uh, about my advantage wow. card so there's always a plus isn't there and that's free i don't know what's in there there's no every little yeah, helps oh, that shit yeah. um, <laughs> today's topic is going to be all about a certain woman um who uh, actually i saw you actually suggested her name when i asked you because we wanted to do a podcast because we like catching up anyway exactly but um basically i asked Lou, so i said what do you want to talk about and he said jesse nelson and so obviously i'd heard of the name i'd heard of the recent news i knew that she was part of little mix now she's left little mix um for her own personal reasons and so I knew uh, vaguely of her story and I sort of yeah. wanted to educate myself on it. So right before this this podcast, I actually decided to watch uh, her documentary on BBC, which I think is uh, available on iPlayer for the next month. So by the time this comes out, maybe it's available watch, for a few actually. more weeks. It definitely is worth the watch. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very powerful piece. I was almost tearing up at some parts. Yeah, so um, Jesse Nelson won... Um, as a part of Little Mix, X Factor in 2011. Uh, she's from this this girl group uh, that I think were put together. They managed to win. Yeah, they were put together, weren't they? They weren't together as the start. Pretty successful as like X Factor winners go. And, you know, usually it's the um, runners up that do well. As X Factor winners go, I think it's they've done a Christmas single very considerably well. Yeah, they usually do like a Christmas single and that's it. Uh, Little Mix yeah. are still very, very popular today. Um, and, you know, this is a girl that's come from a relatively normal background raised by yeah. a single mother who in the documentary describes herself as, as quite tight and money conscious. And uh, she basically, you know, w- goes on to win um, as a part of this group. And instead of feeling over the over the moon, uh, she gets in that night um, after winning uh, X Factor, 
and she checks her Facebook notifications and, and one of the top ones is saying that she, you know, she shouldn't be in the group and that she should, she's, she's ugly and that she should kill herself. And um, she sees that as a whole representation of what everybody's thinking about her. And so over yeah. a period of years, she feels very, 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 very self-conscious about uh, the way she is perceived and the way people see her. Um, and so in this documentary, she talks about that and how she's trying to get over it. She's still, I, in the documentary, she's still not clearly fully over the way people perceive her, but she's better. Um, and it, yeah. it really talks about the 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 progress and, and, the, and the process uh, of, of sort of uh, getting rid of those uh, nasty thoughts out of your head and how it isn't a, pro, a process where things can just sort of disappear like that. It, it's one of these things that takes time and it's gradual. And uh, that's what I really liked about it. The reason why we're talking about it now, because this documentary was probably about a year and a half ago, um, is that recently ago, she's, she, yeah, she has left Little Mix, right? So, has, yeah. um, which I think was quite shocking. A lot of people didn't really expect it. So she's come out and said that she finds the constant pressure of being in a girl group and living up to expectations very, very hard. And uh, after seeing that documentary, it sort of does align, but like you would have thought, you know, maybe, maybe she sort of um, still going through that process. Maybe she'd still want to be in it, but obviously the pressure still is very, yeah. very difficult. Uh, she's lived this lifestyle for, I would I think what it'll be now is more with 2021. So nine years, nine years, nine, nine years. And she's still it feeling 2011, wasn't it? They perhaps the same way, which is mental. Yeah, 2011, 2011. So 2011, yeah. You know, when you think about it like that, th th this is yes. uh, an incredibly difficult thing. And it's very difficult for, for us to sort of sympathise because we haven't been in that situation. We don't know what it's no. like to be in that situation. Um, but what we can see is, 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 and it usually is the general public that make these comments. Um, yeah. It isn't just the general public because there has been other people. We'll get into that. Um, into yep. sort of reporters and, and sort of celebrities that have called out uh, other media, people before. Yeah. Um, one yeah. person in particular that I have absolutely no objection to calling out is Katie Hopkins, um, who oh, yeah. um, I think a year after sort of winning X Factor, they went back on X Factor. Maybe it was two years. And um, was it like Jesse those had comeback shows they do, like the event at the end, they do like a special. It, it was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was like a, there was a performing new single or, or something. And, yeah, the um, winners come back there. Yeah, and the only uh, way she was feeling, Jessie was feeling when she was performing that new single on stage was that she didn't want people to sort of comment about how good she was or how um, how like, how like this single was or stuff like that. She only cared about what people would say about her appearance. And that's the only thing right. that she cared about. And uh, I think uh, Katie Hopkins put something on, on, on Twitter straight afterwards. I can even try and find she'd... that if you would like. Right, so Kate Hopkins tweeted, um, packet mix have still got a chubber in their ranks less little mix more thicker mix yeah that i mean that is men i mean kate doesn't surprise me doesn't that it is we right. don't, no, we're, not, we're not surprised by it um, i don't want to give her but, any attention but kate hopkins is a vile human being I'll just... the way the thing she said yeah no it's absolutely horrible no, no um, well done to, well done to twitter for kicking off took him long enough but well done <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and no, it took like a good few years after she's made the comment like that. To oh, yeah, she's been on the pages. Sort of. I mean, she said some of our stuff, which we won't repeat because it doesn't need to be said. But um, yeah, there's no point. 
the, the fact is, yeah, it isn't just the general public that have said this. It is celebrities <clears> and, and all... Well, we say celebrities. Katie Hopkins isn't a celebrity. She's just fucking famous for what she says and the controversial opinion, opinions she has. It's like fucking um, Nigel Farage. You know, the only reason he's as, maybe as popular as he yeah. is or as well-known as he is is because of his opinions. Uh, and that, that yeah, you know, yeah. that, that shouldn't be a thing. And what, the fact that... Uh, it's, it's, I mean, that's a result of social media, right? Because... Uh, because yeah, you have these are, out yeah. of the uh, world sort of opinions, um, they're so easily, easily sorry, uh, shareable. So if you have a really controversial opinion, or if you have a really um, sort of out there comment, it's going to be more likely to be picked up and sort of pushed and maybe promoted in in, in newspapers, in in articles, on websites, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also get retweets from people who maybe maybe don't agree with it or maybe just find it funny or something like that. If it's more out there, it's more likely to get uh, traction. And then for, for that reason, if, if more people are sort of liking it and sort of giving it a reaction, then it makes a person, the, 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 uh, the victim, uh, the person that's on oh, the yeah. end of this, um, feel a, a lot more shit. And then oh, yeah, also, no, if you see people who are in these higher ranks saying the same shit that they're saying, they think it's maybe more socially acceptable to do it, which is completely yeah. fucking bullshit. So, you know, it's a mental thing. And I do want to talk about social media because that's sort of what we're talking about today. Um, so Jesse uh, talked about how she would put posts on sort of for gratification so, so that people could sort of, she knew right. she had a bit of mm. a worth so that, you know, people could sort of maybe compliment her and make her feel a bit higher than she was. And that, that's the impression I got from the documentary. It could be wrong, but she does talk about sort of putting posts on for gratification. Mm. Have you ever done that yourself, Lewis? Well, then on Instagram for me, I just, I'll post the odd picture um, and then maybe like something on my story to do with something I'm annoyed about. <laughs> No, yeah, because I mean, you, were, you know, like you just said at the end, where you you could use it to sort of promote your ideas. People still use social media yeah. to promote my ideas. I mean, recently, which is I a know, negative thing, actually. Really, now you've pointed that out. Yeah, yeah, because well, I think if if you're using it for positive change, then that's an absolutely great thing. But um, you know, I, I I've I mean, like I'll be I'll I'll be honest. I uh, I, I became a, a vegan uh in like two three months ago and mm -hmm. i i've i've definitely put stuff on my story since becoming vegan yeah. to sort of push my ideals but i haven't done it in a in a violent way where i'm saying to people you should be doing this and stuff like that but i'm sharing sort of stuff that i think is quite a positive change um because i mean i, well, I won't go into the sort of ideas behind it because if you you can have your own opinions but um you know, I would say uh, being a vegan is a positive change and, and sort of the stuff that I share, I try to be as positive as possible because especially with this podcast, I try to be as positive as possible because it is just difficult. People don't like just endless negativity because it just becomes exhausting. Um, but I've definitely put stuff on for gratification before. Definitely. hundred yeah. percent. And I'll own up to that. And I don't know why I have. I know why I have because of gratification, but Oh yeah. When I try root it down, it's like, well, why do I need the gratification? Is it because I think I'm ugly? Well, yeah, I think everybody goes through those days. Everybody doesn't like themselves. Oh, everybody wakes up yeah. one time and looks at themselves in the mirror and think you're disgusting. But no, yeah, I, I reckon it is because of that. I reckon it is because of the appearance thing. Because I can relate to Jesse in that way, being like, 
I wonder what people think about me. Let's put a post on. Let's find yeah. out. Do you know what I mean? It's like f- yeah. confirming whether people like you, whether people um, yeah. appreciate you existing. If we're going to really yeah. root it down to something, and you know that that's the thing, and I I always try like it's like a reminder, isn't it? To like of mm-hmm. like, do people like me or not? Let's find out. Put a post yeah. up. See how many likes I get. If I get if I get less likes than last time, then obviously less people like me. No. Yeah. So you know, a lot of people get caught up in likes, and yeah, that's mental, isn't it? I don't think. I mean, I don't know if celebrities do that, but I think if you're um, a smaller if you're really a smaller know. account. Then maybe you do because you get less likes, so it's more comparable. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But apparently, Instagram's removing that feature now. They're removing the their like the like number from. Things, so you which just is like a really it, good positive thing. Yeah, so it says uh, liked idea. by and then and others, but it doesn't tell you how many other people have liked. Oh, so right. that's, that's a really that's good pretty feature. cool actually, because that's kind of the point. Yeah, but if you I like don't it, know how that will work. The things you see will be based off what you like. I don't know how that'll work for businesses whom sort of maybe mm. need to sort of not flex attraction, but also show sort of how popular sort of things are. I don't know. I don't know if it followers. shows you information of like how much you actually got. I don't know if it will show yeah. the person how much, they, how many followers. likes they've got. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they can do it off followers, I suppose, but then maybe it becomes a thing about followers then, because if you remove likes, then maybe it becomes a thing about... It's like a lot of people I think used that was, to obsess about Facebook friends, right? Yeah, but I think I'm that Facebook was the original... That's the original of e- evil of social media, though, isn't it? Like, followers rather than likes. For me, personally. I mean, I'm not bothered. I, I don't know. I don't I think I'm followed by really anyone. Well, a lot of people, like you said, use social media, like yourself, for communication. I, and I think that's yeah, a great yeah, way I, to I, sort of use it. I sound it, like a granddad. But, I mean, I, I use it to see what, you know, what's, what's, what's being uploaded and stuff. But these are people I... I know of pages I like or I'm interested in. I don't really use it just to follow like everyone. But well, here's me. the thing: Facebook was originally invented to sort of as a as a service which would rate girls, right? It would rate girls, and then it was. So, have you, have you seen the Social Network? I've seen that, but I've, I've not yeah, seen so it in ages, so I can't really remember what happened. Facebook originated, or or uh, Mark Zuckerberg um, originally created this website where it was rating college girls, right? Um, and that basically comes stems down to rating people's appearance. So uh, social media is rooted in in judging and rating and, rude, and all this yeah. stuff and popularity and all that stuff and um, really determine people's worth by other people's opinions. So it, it's yeah. always been think, rooted in that. And so it's very understandable why people get caught up in it. Yeah. Having your worth determined is addictive, right? Because you can sort of, it's like a sort of a, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to, um, you don't you know. get more likes on one post. You might get more likes on this one. You might get less likes on this one. It's a game in a way. It's a game. And yeah. it's a dangerous game because it can have an effect on some people. Yeah. And that's why I think social media is a very dangerous thing. And, and that's why, you know, we have that, that 13 plus thing on a lot of social medias. Do I reckon that should be increased? Probably. I got social media before I was 13. I mean, I was around before that 13 rule got increased. I was just, I got, I think I got Facebook when I was 10. Genuinely, I did. I think I genuinely right. got Facebook when I was 10. Did that, did you do that decision by yourself? Did you not get influenced by anybody? Everyone at school had it. So, right. Everyone had it, do you know what I mean? But it was literally, we'd just friend each other. It was in our class at primary school. And then we'd just post silly pictures. But that's what you do when you're 10. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can remember my 30th birthday and I I waited till my 30th birthday to get Facebook. Yeah, yeah because, and I'm glad I did now because... So my family it, were on it, it as well, so I didn't really... It means like, I didn't have to lie about my age, which yeah. is good because everybody, most people now, you, you'll sort of see, and it's like, um, oh, this person's 26 today. Hang on, no, you're, no, they're not. You know, they're, yeah, they're, they're mine my age. probably says I'm like 27 or something. I don't. Yeah, know exactly. I, I don't have to go review it. I think. Fun fact: I tried to set up my own social media when I was about 14. Um, yeah. called <clears throat> called Curdle, and Curdle. yeah, milk based. And I know when I think about it now, it's a horrific name. Um, but I thought it, it does literally really cool. mean something going off. Yeah, I know it does, doesn't what it? Curdle means. Seven in ten young people experience cyberbullying, and the other one was twenty-six percent of young people who have been cyberbullied report feeling suicidal. Right, which links back to my point, right? Because yeah. thirteen plus and young people, we would class under eighteen, right? Yeah. Do we need to put a restriction? I'm now putting this question to you, Lewis. Do we have to put a restriction on social media for certain ages? Um, I'd I'd like to say yeah, but I like they can just they can just increase their age, can't they? They don't. There's no. It's not yeah. for a past. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if it's dead secure now because obviously the the whole data protection thing and people mm-hmm. try to clamp down on online crime and stuff like that. But I don't know if it does it actually for like a passport thing. Does it actually for a birth? I don't know. So you know they do the same thing for gambling, where you have to show proof of your. Of your like sort of any sort of ID. I'm guessing that I've never, I've, I've never done online gambling. They, they do, they do, they do that for gambling. So, um, so I actually saw something that was, I think, written in the scum. But Dan Wooten in particular hasn't just been talking about um, Jesse Nelson. He's been talking. A series of, of, of women. Uh, yeah, go talk. Let's talk about Dan Wooten. You can give the introduction. Right. Uh, so Dan Wooten is. Well, I don't. I don't really care. Excuse me. Um, he is currently the. He's on Talk Radio, which, as we know, is the best radio station. He's a journalist for the Sun. Still, I believe. I think he still is. And then he appeared on Lorraine as showbiz editor, which means nosy bastard. One of the articles that Dan actually wrote about um, Jesse Nelson was recently, and he wrote, Little Mixes, Jesse Nelson's suicide attempts show Twitter can no longer be the Wild West of social media. This is coming from a guy, right, that has wrote some horrific stuff about women, objectifying them and all that stuff. He wrote an article of, you know, the BBC, the Television Soap Awards. I think that's what it was, Television Soap Awards, something like that. And he was... um, rating the female um act- actors um breasts on the red carpet and i'll go try Mental. and find that now while you go Mental. The i was going to say yeah because he has had here. a series of sort of controversial stuff that he said he has. and this isn't going to be like a direct t- attack it's just calling him out no. on stuff that he's done um that it deserves and, and, to be called out i'd like to say and i would have more than i'd be more than happy to have him on the podcast to talk about what he's part and sort of um, yeah. see how he's sort of because he has probably dealt with abuse. In fact, he's dealt with abuse oh, from absolutely. celebrities. He's dealt abuse from uh, Liam Gallagher. 
um, who when he got into <laughs> a Twitter wow, row of him. And I'm not saying either party is, is right, but I'm saying it would be an interesting perspective to get him on the podcast to talk about it. So if by any chance, Dan, you're listening to the podcast, we'd love to talk to you, mate. Um, if you want to come on, talk about mental health, talk about um, sort of the controversies you've had and sort of how you've dealt with them personally um, and sort of the way you want to go forward um, with the way you um, report news and stuff like that. Please uh, just get in contact with us and we'd be more than happy yeah. to have you on. Uh, he put Miss Moffat uh, reveals that the doc also said that her BMI was too high. So this is her talking about Scarlett Moffat, who was doing a documentary program, I think, on ITV. So this is Scarlett um, Moffat of Gogglebox, I'm a Celebrity, yeah. and then various other kind of TV appearances around. That's it, right? Yeah, right. yeah thanks. And um, just in case anyone just. Yeah, exactly. Because there'll be people that probably don't know who Miss Moffat is. Yeah, yeah. so but, just Google yeah. her and you'll, you'll find out. Yeah, so uh, he puts Miss Moffat reveals that the doc also said her BMI was too high. He didn't have the courage to mention her BMB, bloody massive bum. Although Miss Moffat probably hasn't enough brains to keep her bottom cheeks apart, she's done all young women a favour by warning about the threat of diabetes. Mental. This is a guy that is talking about little Jesse Nelson and how um, he, he talks about how social media and, and Twitter can no longer be the wild west of social media, but apparently yeah. you can still get away with saying it in an article which is read by yeah. millions of people. It's mental. And that's what annoys me because it's, it's stuff like that. It's just this hypocritical thing. You see it with a lot of journalists and exactly. yeah. you see it with a lot of people, but that is ridiculous. And um, I, I would like to yeah. just talk to him about it um, in a very open conversation, it, it, this was a few years ago, to my understanding. But at the same yeah, time, yeah, because Scala Moffat hasn't been well. I don't know if she has been on the telly recently, but she kind of got big a few years ago, like famous. I don't mean like at the same time. I would love to have a conversation with a guy, talk about it in a very open, in a very open way. So, yeah. fingers crossed. Not that we can really do much as as, as general people. Nope. If you're listening to this, you can't go in and, and really say to Mark Zuckerberg, ring him up and go, oh, you pack it in, mate. You can't do that. But what we can do is... as Give people, your head a wobble. Um, exactly. Just talk, just, just, just talk to your mates um, and, and reassure anybody that does feel self-conscious about it. And if you know anybody that does feel self-conscious about it, that, uh, about social media, that they, that they shouldn't be. And, um, you, you, you know, there is... So much more to life than having to yeah. let other people determine your worth because they're all outside influences. You need to listen to the inside influences, and that's yourself. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone will say, say this sounds pompous because it does a bit and it's a bit pretentious, but at the end of the day, everyone is beautiful. No, you're right. You're right. Everybody is beautiful in their own unique ways. And yeah, exactly. And I've, I, that's something I've learned actually is um that i didn't have to conform to what is uh, a typical instagram social media post to be popular or anything like that because i well i stopped, I stopped caring about being popular or whatever because that, that doesn't matter all right doesn't um anybody that searches for popularity in my opinion you're searching for the wrong things right um my in my opinion it doesn't matter um what you post or anything like that as long as you're representing yourself um and being true to yourself i think that's always the right thing to do don't try and be someone else basically because i've been victim to doing that and recently i've just gone actually if someone if someone actually really likes me 
you know, if yeah. someone's actually my friend, if someone is attracted to me or whatever, it's some sort of, if, if anybody actually likes me, they'll like me for who I am rather than the, you know, fake persona online. What, what was that, Lewis? Go on. If anybody actually likes me, like a throwaway comment. <laughs> oh, uh, no, if anybody does actually like me, um, you know, I, I'll be true to myself and and doing that. And then so people get, the you know, the actual true myself. And a lot of people, that for a lot of people, that takes courage. And I understand that. But that courage will pay off. And you'll understand that the, the you know, adequate amount of people will like you um, for who you are. And yeah. that's a beautiful thing. So don't be somebody else. Be true to yourself and don't let other people um, determine your worth um, because that mm-hmm. comes from inside and is an interior, not interior, um, inside influence. The running thing earlier, when you asked me what time I did, and I actually hesitated for a moment. I was like, no, I won't say that's embarrassing. But the point, whatever, if you go running or do any sort of physical sport, no matter how long it takes or you're a footballer and you don't score or you know any if what the goal in your sport if you don't achieve it to the standard you want to or the activity you do or like your hobby if you play guitar like me and taylor clearly do you as, play as, instrument. as i put my guitar there uh, yeah just kind of clean your on that. <clears throat> yeah, yours is a bit more of a professional setup than mine but um <laughs> I, I as soon as i saw it and i knew it was going to be flexing that i thought i've got to put my new one in there yeah so, you've got to, you've um, got to do it you've got to do it but things like that, you just got to be proud of it. The fact that you've got these things, that thing behind you. So, but like, I wasn't going to share that time. I wasn't. I was going to go, oh yeah, it was quick, and then just like turn my head away. Mm. Um, but then, like, at the end of the day, just you know, if you don't want to say it, that's that's perfectly fine because it's what you're comfortable with. But you shouldn't be ashamed of doing anything like that. Whatever time Definitely. you take, or however many goals you score, anything like that. And and you can go running at the moment in the UK. I know we're in a lockdown. You can go running. I'm not saying that you should go running, but like you know, um, there is still stuff you can do. Be positive. We can push through this. We'll be fine. Um, yeah, basically, that's all I really want to say. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's been lovely having you on, cool. Lewis. It's been lovely being. Um, we'll do another one like this very very soon. Uh, don't know how long oh, yeah. we'll be in this lockdown. Hopefully not long. The end is in sight. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I'm sure we'll all be fine. Um, and love to you all. Keep talking to your mates, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll be in the studio very soon. And I know you won't be in the studio with me, Lewis, but hopefully I'll try do one yeah. where I'm in the studio and you're on the yeah. massive video screen, projected <laughs> everywhere. So um, that'll be all interesting. That'll be funny. The uni, everywhere, just every on every screen. You'll just be every there monitor. accidentally. Yeah. Um, no, thank you for joining us. And if you did enjoy the podcast, share with friends, Jesus, share changed. with your family, share with everybody, share, just share if you can. And and honestly, Dan Wooten, if you want to have a conversation, we're always down. Um, I will see you next week for another conversation where I'll be talking to somebody about something else. Love to you all. See you later. Cheers. Full of enthusiasm there at the end, Lewis. Well, I didn't know what else to say. I thought you were just going to wave, and I thought I'm dying. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for watching. There we go.